You are listening to a Blazing Caribou Studios production. Support and subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash blazingcariboustudios. A long time ago when the earth was green And there was more kinds of animals than you'd ever seen They'd run around free while the earth was being born But the loveliest of them all was the unicorn There was green alligators and long necked geese Some humpty back camels and some chimpanzees Some cats and rats and elephants for sure as you're born The loveliest of all was the unicorn Hello and welcome back to the Varmints Podcast, where every week we do a whole bunch of research to educate ourselves and you, the listener, on all things that creep, crawl, slither, fly, jump, hop, and swim on this planet, one animal at a time. My name's Paul. I'm not an animal expert. I'm Donna, and I am also not an animal expert. Today, we are talking about the unicorn. Yeah, this is great. I love unicorns. <laughs> Me too. They're one of my favorite animals. And joining us today, once again, Unicorn Rancher. He hails from a tiny farming town near Roswell, New Mexico. Mr. Cotton Shorts. Yay! Welcome back. Howdy, how you doing there? <laughs> doing well. Glad you're back. Thanks for joining us again. Well, I'm glad to be back. Almost missed it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, just a reminder, guys, go to our BlazingCaribouStudios.com site for links to the audio and our show notes for today's episode. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at at Podcast, all one word, and at VarmantsPodcast at gmail.com for questions, comments, stories, and suggestions. Hey, if you guys like the show, why not tell a friend about us and introduce them to the podcast? We're everywhere that podcasts are found, and word of mouth is the best way to help us grow. Hey! Let's go get educated on some animals. I know you wanna. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I do too. All right. Hey, today we are talking about the unicorn. Unicorns are a species in the equid family, along with horses and zebras. There are several subspecies of unicorn. Unicorns are native to the deep woods in the Pacific Northwest, United States and Canada, and in remote areas of Scandinavia. They're very, very elusive, very hard to study. So it was a little tough to find out very much about them. So we're very happy to have Mr. Cotton Shorts back here once again to educate us today. Unicorns are roughly the size of zebras, with about a 1.2 to 1.3 meter or a 47 to 51 inch height at the shoulder, with a body ranging from 2 to 2.5 meters, or that's about 6.5 to 8.5 feet long, with a 20 inch tail, or about a half a meter long. And it can weigh up to 770 pounds. I didn't know unicorns got this big. Yeah, they can get pretty big. Yeah, with males being slightly bigger than females. Of course, the horn is the standout feature of a unicorn, and the main way that 
that's the main way that you can tell what you're looking at. That's a that's a unicorn. <laughs> uh, unicorns are usually white, although some species can be a light blue or pink color. Main color also varies greatly between subspecies, with some exhibiting even rainbow-colored manes, which are really cool looking. Like horses, males I think are called stallions, females are called mares, and baby unicorns are called foals. I'm just guessing at that. I, maybe they have different names. But what I do know is that the name unicorn comes from the late Latin uni, meaning one, and cornus, meaning horn. Yeah, that's what the, that's what the Latins called them. Uh, locally, they're also known as Schrodinger's antelope. <laughs> Schrodinger's antelope. Yeah, you, you, they have certain quantum properties that are involved with them, which is why they are so hard to study. I mean, we kind of got into the business of studying them by accident, or ran ranching them by accident, because there's a circular test track out there in between sideways gorge and up down, upside down drop. Well, in the iron tracks, you see, there's it's laid out in a circle. And when the uh, unicorns get in them, uh, it's kind of like them getting stuck in a particle accelerator. They have a hard time getting out. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Now, I had heard that unicorns are all over Europe, and but they're not native to there. They're native to Scandinavia. Well, they're native to Scandinavia, but, you know, it's like you have to consider that during the last few thousand years, the unicorns are sort of, like I said, they're quantum creatures. And so oh. they tend to appear randomly. Uh, you know, it's like it's more like you a single unicorn is not in one place or at one time. They're sort of, you know, randomly distributed. This is why the only real way to keep them, uh, get them to hold still so you can do veterinary work on them and so forth and so forth is, you know, is uh, to show them their own reflection in a mirror. Because then they're quantumly locked, you see. <laughs> because they cannot, if once an unicorn is observing itself, it cannot... It must therefore know both its position and its momentum. <laughs> Doesn't sound like they're very easy to predict, either. No, they're not. They're entirely <laughs> unpredictable when it comes to, uh, you know, what they think they're going to do next. You know, they're, you know, they do things animals do. They, they, they eat and they move around and they, they, they uh, make more unicorns. Although sometimes things, I mean, <laughs> the reason I was almost late was I was trying to get a unicorn corralled for putting on the shoes, you know, in a... Uh, because sometimes you got to put shoes on them, you see. Because if, if you don't, they, they if you don't ground them properly, uh, they can end up launching themselves into orbit. Um, oh. <laughs> oh, that's not good. Yeah, well, <laughs> see, they get themselves normally when they uh, do their teleportation, they go north and south and east and west. Basically, they are stuck more or less in the same elevation, which can, which is bad if you're living in a canyon. But if they get a broken horn or something like that, they lose their ability to orient themselves in space, and sometimes they will teleport straight up. So in order oh. to do, take care of that problem, you have to uh, put iron shoes on them, iron being a very stable element. And at ah. that point, they are more or less ground-bound. <laughs> ground-bound, sure. <laughs> yeah. So at any rate... This is, seems a lot more difficult of an animal to ranch than... The last time we had you on, you were ranching jackalopes, and that seemed tricky. No, they're this seems really tricky. Yeah, the jackalopes are just dangerous. <laughs> sure. Are you still ranching the jackalopes then? Oh yeah. Okay. All right. Well, you can't. You can't. You know, it's a family tradition. Uh, this uh, ranching the unicorns <laughs> is more on the order of a conservation project, although they do bring in a certain amount of income. See, unicorns themselves are, you know, not good eating or anything like that. You, you know, they're. Any kind of, if you ever did manage to get a piece of unicorn meat, you could never tell if it was rare or well done. 
they're constantly <laughs> shifting in and out. But because of the way that they do their their things, you know, their their droppings are very valuable. They're about the size of hen's eggs, you see, and they come in a variety of different colors and stripes. And about this time of year, they sell really well. <laughs> <laughs> is really interesting. <laughs> so you're telling me basically that Easter eggs are unicorn poop? That is awesome. Yeah, why else do you think you'll crack open a chicken egg and get something that sounds like a rabbit? I just never, <laughs> ever thought about it. You know, That's it's the only logical possible explanation wow. is that there's a unicorn involved. Right. Yeah. And they do right. come in all colors, and some of them come in no colors at all, which is interesting. Mm. You know, you've got... <laughs> we couldn't decide if, for one point, if the unicorn itself was actually invisible or it was simply in the ultraviolet spectrum or something like that. Oh. <laughs> you know, they, so they teleport in and they leave the droppings and then they teleport out, and then that's, I mean, then then and then kids are picking that stuff up. Is that what you're saying? Well, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's uh, they. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it usually tends to happen around this time of year because this time of year is mating season, <laughs> right? And so <laughs> sure. As their energy levels go up, they spread themselves farther and farther over the globe. And so you right. get farther and wow. farther afield, as it were. So, talking about their babies, now you're talking, you're saying that these are their droppings, but they're really energetic this time of year, is basically why they're all over the place like that. Well, can, can you explain to us how unicorns make babies? Because I read something that was kind of weird, that that the female a female will turn into a male when it's mating season and then they make the babies what yeah yeah that's what i read and also i read that unicorn babies will eat your pocket change you have to be really careful <laughs> yeah well see the thing about that it, unicorns if, if left uh, a solitary unicorn which is a sad thing indeed because you know they do like to talk to themselves um can undergo <laughs> something like parthenogenesis and right. which is basically when a when a female gives birth to a clone of itself, mm-hmm. and so you know, like mother like foal as the case may be. But if you have a herd of unicorns together, in order to spread their genetic diversity around, they will have contests, and whichever one proves the mightiest in these contests, um, basically will become a male for the season, and it will mate with the rest of them, and thus uh, increase the it's it's a increase their genetic disparity, I guess you could call it. Make the species wow. stronger. Yeah, <laughs> the contests are really interesting. You know, everyone thinks, well, they must be jousting each other with the horns, but, you know, that's not a... If you're going to make love, you don't want to make war first. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of animals do, though. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's usually do. the males fighting each other. <laughs> it's not usually <laughs> the males fighting the females, you see. Right. Right. Yeah, so, what you know, they do use the horns involved in the contest because the horns themselves are actually quite sophisticated organs. They are a spiral crystal, uh, not actually metal, though they gleam like one in the distance. And uh, as you know, light travels at a fixed speed through a vacuum, but it does not travel at a fixed speed through other elements. And so what they do is they spend all day up on the hilltops and so on and so forth, gathering up as much sunlight as they can. And then they all get together, and they, as the sunlight is slowly traveling through the horn it slowly travels through the creature and they uh, basically stand together on the top of a ridge and the two most powerful unicorns in the herd will fart and whichever one <laughs> farts the biggest rainbow becomes the male <laughs> oh 
that is, is fascinating. the best thing I've ever heard. Wow. <laughs> it was so hard to do research on these things. We had to go to the dark web to get some of this information. And wow, this is amazing. Well, that's, that's how the Painted Canyon got its name. <laughs> <laughs> But what about the pocket change? Why do baby unicorns? I mean, well, first baby of all, unicorns are. Ba- I can't even imagine anything cuter than a baby unicorn. Well, you That's- right? Yeah, baby unicorns. Once they, you know, baby unicorns are born. Well, problem is, you know, being quantized creatures, they tend to be a little bit all. You know, a normal foal is all legs and hooves, and these things are all legs and hooves in about three different counties. And <laughs> they eat a lot of metal. I mean, you get a bunch of them together, they can strip a Buick in ten seconds down to the tires. <laughs> what they're after there is the heavy metal wow. because, of course, it helps ground them, you see. Basically, the more they got in their system, the more they can, you know, if a baby unicorn's bad, you know, when a baby human doesn't get vitamins, they can get rickets or something like that. Um, uh, some people think that's how they got to America in the first place. Was uh, One of them couldn't get enough metal, and so it uh, uh, dispersed itself widely. It ended oh. up in several different places. So what they do, wow. yeah, they become increasingly unstable if they cannot get metal. Uh, and so they get the metal and uh, they incorporate it into their, basically into their bones and so on and so forth. Right. At least that's as far as we can tell. Um, wow. Yeah, unicorns tend to evaporate when they perish. Uh, in fact, okay. we're not entirely sure that they're dying as so much as have a very um, abrupt half-life. <laughs> and they decay into smaller animals. Uh, well, there's, is there anything special about baby unicorns that makes them? Is there quantum nature? Does that make them like many times cuter than other baby animals? Yeah, if you can stand it, be stared at by one amazingly cute kitten. Imagine what happens when they decide that they can multiply that power by a factor of z. <laughs> wow. Yeah, they they're pretty much all over the place. The one one of them will be in front of you, being giving you all cute eyes, and the other one will be behind you, stealing your keys. <laughs> <laughs> well, they must be pretty smart then. You want to talk about their intelligence? Yeah. Well, they have a very specialized intelligence, like all animals do. Here, excuse me, Mister Shorts. I have to play this first. Disclaimer time. The Varmint's Podcast knows it's not fair to compare animal intelligence to human intelligence. But then, Don and Paul only have the yardstick of themselves, so they're going to do it anyway. All right, now that we've covered ourselves, go hmm. ahead. Are, are they smart? Because we have no idea if, if unicorns are smart or not. I couldn't seen... find any research about this yeah. at all. Well, considering that they tend to be all over the place, they tend to be a bit scatterbrained. Okay. Um, but the, uh, you know, they, they basically, most of the time they spend when they're not grazing or farting rainbows or eating your chain, <laughs> um, they, they can be seen um, basically trying to keep themselves together. Uh, I would say that they, on a, on a scale of one to ten, they're blue when it comes to intelligence. Because they have to, Blue. well, they have to be very specialized what they do, but it wouldn't be anything you can, you or I could understand. Anyone who thinks they understand <laughs> unicorn logic <laughs> is lying to you. <laughs> I mean, well, you said that they can strip a Buick in just a little, very short amount of time. 
can they? Is that the problem solving, or are they just eating? Like, well, like I said, they were intent. They're, they're intent on increasing the amount of metal in their system. I mean, they right. tend, yeah, you know, you know, they try to get to the metal, but you know, uh, they also eat stuff that doesn't do them any good. You know, they'll, right. they'll go after. Right. Uh, they'll go after the stuffing in the car and so on and so forth. So if you go into a neighborhood where there's been a bunch of people coming through stealing copper pipes and stuff and the and all the metal from all these houses and stuff, is there any chance that that's actually unicorns doing that? Yeah, every now and then we get a big old lightning storm come through here. And lightning being what it is, electrons traveling in various directions, you frequently end up with, say, a unicorn that had been in New Mexico ends up in the south side of Chicago. And then the lights go out. <laughs> Because oh, they are starting to eat everything yeah. in sight, you know, metal everywhere. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This really explains why we don't see unicorns very often at all. Like we, nobody ever sees them, but they're there. Yeah, if you actually manage to take a picture of a unicorn, you will it will disappear, you know, because you have basically captured the photons that it's emitting at that given time. Now, there's generally enough of them in there to overwhelm your camera, so what you end up with an overexposed exposed blob. And a non-existent unicorn. <laughs> That's the I, best. It's amazing. Yeah, wow. Animals are incredible. Yeah, they really are. Unicorns are strange beasts. That's for sure. So, <laughs> do you think they're pretty smart, or are they? What do you think? On a scale of one to ten, what do you think you'd give them? Well, I'd probably give them around a five. You know, okay. but it'd probably be a negative number. <laughs> Actually, it would have so to be an imaginary case. number. Yeah, I was going to say it have to be an imaginary number right there. Mm. They, well, you know, it's like uh, there have Funky been several math. court cases, notably involving unicorns. Mm? Yep. Well, you know, how do you tell if there? How do you put something on the endangered species when you can't actually count it? That's one. Mm. And then there was this case where some people formed a religion based around the invisible pink unicorn. Yes, so I the, know about that. Oh yeah. Yeah, the invisible pink unicorn. They went to court to get a subpoena that says they don't exist. So now they don't exist and they can prove it. Ah. <laughs> they have positive evidence of their non-existence. <laughs> oh, that's the best. All right, let's move on to this. Uh, so, hey, are you going to eat that? So you touched on it earlier. You said that uh, unicorn meat wasn't that good. And usually this is the part of the podcast where we talk about whether or not we would eat an animal or not. And I would eat horse because when we talked about horses, I would I would definitely try a little bit of horse. But I don't know if I'd want to try unicorn. I, I don't know what that would do to me. I'm a little concerned now after hearing all of this information. Well, you can end up getting caught up. I mean, unicorn meat as it is, is in constant state of flux, right? So you order the spare ribs right. and you get a rump roast. <laughs> <laughs> and if you manage to actually chew some, you know, it's like, you, you, you know, there's some Japanese people who like to eat that uh, blowfish because it's poisonous and it's kind of like yeah. flirting yeah, with sure. death. Right. And yeah, well, that's well, what I'm worried about. Yeah, well, it, unicorn meat's more or less the same way, you know, especially when you get down to the organ of meat. 
You know, because you manage to, if, if you think you're biting in a piece of steak and kidney pie and you end up with, you know, a piece of pancreas and liver, you could end up in the dark ages. You know? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Side effects from eating this food might be time travel. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I, I, I think, I don't think it's, they're in the food box, Donna. I think they're not in the food box for me at all, but only because the baby unicorns, did you see those guys? Oh my gosh. <gasps> yeah, they're, there's they're no pretty, way that I could do it. They're pretty cute. They are, and I have no more pocket change. My piggy bank is in like <laughs> entirely empty. And I didn't even meet one in person. I just saw a picture of one, honest, you know. So yeah, it's probably a painting. One, I think one knew that I was here, and it teleported into my room and ate all my change. Well, they've been known to do that, and you know, you might—they might hear this and then go back and have done it. Uh, <laughs> I'll never have my piggy bank full again. <laughs> yep, unless of course wow. they mess up, you know, and you know, drop a handful somewhere. Every now and then, you get that effect. I mean, because you got your, your, you know, your basic uh, Americanized unicorns. You know, and then you got your European unicorns, and sometimes they poop out them gold coins you find around Christmas. Oh. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. Do the, that's but, do the baby from. unicorns poop out, like, the smaller eggs? You yeah. know what I'm talking about? The, like, the, the jelly smaller... beans, basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Anything you know, there's a lot of recipes that are, are unicorn poop recipes. They're like cakes and cookies and stuff, and they're rainbow colored and, and, and stuff like that. But it sounds like unicorn poop is just nothing that you want to mess with. No, it generally isn't. Yeah, real unicorn poop, not like just colored dough. Yeah, uh, well, you know, people, will, they, they like to manufacture things that remind them of unicorn poop. But the real unicorn poop is the straight poop. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you talk scatterological. Some of this stuff has ended up in, you know, 2700 BC. <laughs> I think that's how Easter eggs got started. Someone was like, oh, it's Easter. Wait, here's an egg. Where'd that come from? <laughs> it's a miracle. No, it's a unicorn. Oh, awesome. <laughs> Man. Well, I did actually manage to find a little bit of. Uh, information about unicorns so let me let me play this real quick cool well hello paul and donna i've been meaning to ask you is your brain a repository of useless information like mine is <laughs> well let's help you win that next trivia night or just sound smarter than the rest of the room with the animal fact of the week back to you amigos <laughs> so i I had to search the deep web for a lot of my unicorn research. And the only thing I could really find is that the alicorn, which is what the unicorn's horn is called, is the cause of most of the injuries to unicorn ranchers. Although I don't know now. I think maybe forced time travel might be an even worse injury. But anyway, when it comes to like alicorn injuries, most of those are poked eyes and being gored in the knees. It looks like there's some protection that you could buy, again, on the deep web. There are some polyurethane alicorn covers that are flesh-colored that you can buy that you could, that just slip right over the horn. But those get pretty poor reviews, and most of those reviews state that this makes breeding unicorns a very confusing experience for the unicorn. 
So what I read is that most ranchers will either put pieces of pool noodle on the alicorns or just like a tennis ball on the end. And then I looked on the regular internet to see who the top consumers of tennis balls are. And the top four are number one is dogs. <laughs> number two are people that have to use walkers for mobility. <laughs> number three is other and in parentheses agriculture. Huh. Which seems mysterious. And number four are people that actually play tennis. So I have to assume that other means unicorn ranchers. So are you using <laughs> tennis balls on the on the unicorn's horn for your protection? And are you still using like the the, the shin guards from the jackalope ranching? Well, you use the shin guards candy. in the appropriate locations. Now, the thing about the tennis balls is really the only reason you want to put a tennis ball on the horn of a unicorn is to keep it distracted. Because it's got that thing up there on its horn. And it's trying to get a look at it, but its eyes are in the wrong place. It can't actually see the tip of its own horn. The biggest safety tip when it comes to unicorns is, of course, never play leapfrog with a unicorn. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But when it comes right down to it, you know, it's like it's got this big neon shiny glow thing up there. And it's like like a moth to a flame. It tries to follow it around. And when it twitches its head so it can see where it's going. So you end up with a unicorn in a descending spiral. And (laughs) since unicorns have a fractal nature, that can become, you can get, if you're not careful, you can get one that just winds itself down into a spindle and disappears. (laughs) Oh, dear. And you never know where they're going to unwind either. You know, you have unwinding unicorn. You know, fish have whirling disease. Out there on Unicorn Ranch, we have twirling disease. Twirling, twirling, (laughs) twirling into the future. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, unicorn handling is a, a tricky business, you know, because they don't like to be handled by men. There have been too many attempts of men to put saddles on them. And, of course, they got that whole competitive streak where whichever one's dominant becomes a male, and they don't particularly care for it. So you have to basically only get to use, you know, women to actually go and groom them and feed them and so on and so forth. And when a man has to do it, well, the precautions are sort of extraordinary. Now they involve a poodle skirt and about a gallon and a half of Chanel number no. five. <laughs> that is tricky because I don't even think you can find poodle skirts anymore. Yeah, well, that, that's what poodles are for. <laughs> oh, you mean like made out of actual poodles. Right, and you try to, try to keep wow. them from fighting each other. <laughs> when you got them strung around your waist. <laughs> I recommend using the smaller ones. A skirt made out of live poodles, <laughs> presumably tie- sewed together by the tails? No, no you just basically it, no, put they... them in harnesses. Yeah. Wear... Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, like those, I've, I saw one of these when we were, I was interviewing him to come back. He sent me some shows, uh, some pictures of some of this stuff. And it's like, have you seen those sweatshirts where you can carry your little cat or your bunny or tiny dog in the pocket in the yeah, front. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's sort of like that, only for several poodles all in a circle. So. <laughs> yeah, the unicorn wow. looks at it and goes, that thing's even weirder than I am and lets you go get close. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this has been fascinating. <laughs> Donna, did you have anything else? No, I, I, I don't. That was about all. That I got so distracted by the baby unicorns that I didn't do anything else. So sorry. <laughs> yep. It's not my fault. They're really wow. cute. You know, a group of unicorns is called an enchantment. Oh, I didn't know 
that. Yeah, that's how New Mexico got its motto, the land of enchantment. It wasn't because they uh, thought the place was neat, it's because they found unicorns there. Oh. Wow. Yep. Wow, I didn't know that. Amazing. That is amazing. I love it. I love unicorns. Is there any way people can visit the ranch to see the unicorns? Well, people can always try to get their way out there, but of course it's not found on any map. Uh, by right. mistake, the uh, United States government classified the entire area. Oh, yes. Yeah, thanks oh. to I remember that from last time you visited us. Oh, well. Yep. Oh, well. Well, thank you for coming and visiting us again anyway. We really, really appreciate it. Fascinating. I, I also, oh, I did have one more question for, for Mr. Shorts. Where did you learn how to take care of unicorns? Well, uh, the first time I ate a bit of unicorn meat, I ended up uh, talking to a guy named uh, Marcus Ricornius. And okay. uh, he taught me everything he knew before he sent me back to the future. Ah, I see. Hmm. Yep. So it's not a college course anywhere? No, it's not a college. Well, it was a college. I mean, it was the symposium in Rome. Ah, Yeah, it was right before I the see. fall of the empire, from what I understand. I see. So you didn't get any horticultural or whatever education no. about this at college? No, I didn't get about this in college. It's, it's pretty much trial and error. Ah. Yeah, lots of oh, error. So if somebody wants to be a unicorn <laughs> rancher, they're kind of, I mean... Well, it's sort of a learn-on-the-job sort of thing. First, got to uh, find yourself a place where there's a unicorn. You know, well, and all the weird unicorn diseases. I mean, That I, sounds like the hardest part. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Getting Just wander started, around New you know? Mexico until they find you. Yeah. <laughs> or Scandinavia. <laughs> well, like I said, you know, yeah. unicorns get some pretty weird diseases. Mostly they're white, but you said they had some resemblance to zebras. But whenever you see a well, I said they were the same size as zebras, but well, are turned, there some that look like zebras? Well, yeah, but when you get a zebra, when you get one that's got black and white stripes, that means you need to defrag it. <laughs> uh, awesome! <laughs> I can't stop saying awesome. I really wish I need to pick another word. <laughs> Unicorns are awesome. They are They're great. They are, and so are you, Mister Cotton Shorts. Thanks for coming back and and uh, educating us because it was really tough to do research on this one. Well, yeah, they, 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 they are a singular creature, or in some cases, a singularity. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening to the Varmints Podcast today. It's been brought to you with technical support by Matthew Chomo, bed music by Kevin McLeod, vocal talent by Carrie McGinnis, Chris Brayton, Josh Hallmark, Curtis Craddock, and Chris Green. And by you, the Patreon supporter, thank you so much for giving a dollar or two every month to our Patreon. We really do appreciate it very, very much. Now it's time for the Rugrat Corner. If you have a Rugrat eight years of age or younger that wants to be on the podcast, send us a message on Facebook or email us at barmanspodcast at gmail.com for details. We make it super easy for you and your Rugrat to hear your Rugrat's voice on the podcast. Yes, this is a little feature that we added since you were here last time, Mr. Short. So I think you might you might enjoy this because, you know, we, we don't know a whole lot about unicorns. So this is Ashlyn, and uh, she has something to say about unicorns. Hi, I'm Ashlyn, and I'm going to talk about unicorns. I like unicorns because they're magical in... in um, and yeah, they dance on rainbows, and they're pink and they're fluffy. <laughs> Go look up the song. It's called Pink Fluffy Unicorns. Would you ever want a unicorn as a pet? Yes, and I'd keep it in the attic. Don't have to ask me. <laughs> what do you feed unicorns? Um, 
I, for, I forget what it is. I think it's like Toast with Rainbow or something. <laughs> I forget. I, I don't know. <laughs> How old do rainbows or do unicorns live? One minute. <laughs> Only one minute? <laughs> no, they live. Um, they live five minutes. They live enough to do the songs because, like, the, the song. No, no, they be like seven minutes. So they're, so they're born, they come live in your attic, and they sing a song. <laughs> yes. And then they go bye-bye. Are they related to any other animal? <laughs> Horses and norwals. <laughs> huh? oh bye, varmints. Bye. <laughs> bye, kid. <laughs> Thanks, Ashlyn. It sounds like she wasn't too far off on uh, most things, except for maybe the rainbows part of it. I don't. I well, don't, it sounds like she's got about she the right, right mindset to be an apprentice. <laughs> well, that's great. <laughs> I thought it was great how she said they live one minute or five minutes. You know that that really speaks to the quantumness of the animal. That yeah. I mean, really, do they live any time at all? We just I mean, how would you count that? I don't know. Yeah, well, there's the one unicorn theory. That there's oh, really only gosh. one unicorn. Go on. Well, you know, they, they travel backwards in time, so it could only be one unicorn. Oh, wow. But Whoa. you have a whole group of them. Well, right, but that just means that one of them is traveling to that particular area of space-time in several different directions at once. Thanks, everybody, again for listening, and until next time. Be nice to animals! You've been listening to a Blazing Caribou Studios production. Support and subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash blazingcariboustudios. <laughs> but what about mating? Are they mating with themselves? That's Make something we they... don't discuss on a family show. <laughs> we may not actually include this in the podcast. We may, we may, we may, we may not talk. I think that one will edit right out. <laughs> <laughs>